I believe we are all here with great purpose and you deserve to live your best life. What I've discovered on this journey is that our realities are a manifestation of what's going on on the inside. I had reached this point in life where I deeply, deeply questioned, what is my purpose? And there was this voice in my head that said, you're not worthy. Once I made the courageous decision to change, that's when everything shifted. And then there was this confidence that spilled over into all areas of my life, into my relationships, my businesses, and I even became a better mother. My motto, you have everything inside of you to create the life that you want. Welcome to Creatrix, the transformative show that is all about you. This intriguing program will empower you to create and activate the precise dream-filled life you desire. And now, the host of Creatrix, Amira Mondin. All right, good morning and welcome. Welcome to Creatrix, creating the life that you want. I am Amira Mondin, your host, powerfully and also affectionately known as Lotus. And today we have a special intriguing and enlightening show for you today and we're gonna jump right in you guys and like always before we do give me that big inhale of gratitude and exhale that love today is powerful now we are talking about ayahuasca sacred plant medicine and before we get started i have to let you know that the information you're going to hear And the information shared during this show is for informational use only. It is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease, condition, or as a prescription for any treatment whatsoever. It's not intended to encourage the use of ayahuasca and me and my guest, we specifically caution against using using ayahuasca in violation of the law. So now that we're clear on that. Let's talk about ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is a mystical, magical, and controversial plant medicine. It's been used for thousands of years by indigenous tribes of the Amazon. It's a sacred brew, and it's a powerful plant that is revered for its ceremonial and deep, and I mean deep, healing properties. It's known as Mother Ayahuasca by those whose lives she's touched or also as the vine of the soul. The sacred plant is revered as medicine as it is said to miraculously heal, providing profound revelation into the nature of reality and the truth of who we really are. Now, my friends, I have to tell you, I went to South America and I participated in an ayahuasca ceremony. It's where I met today's guest. And it was the most intense, scary, peaceful, powerful, mystical, beautiful, and ultimately blissful experience of my life. I came face to face with my greatest fear. I saw the light, and yes, I communicated with it. And my heart was healed from years of hurt and brokenness as my third child, the one that I lost, came to me, and in a moment faster than the speed of light, all heartache, the pain, and the memory of the scene vanished and were replaced with certainty of love, peace, understanding, pure joy, and ultimate bliss. And 
There was an inexplicable bond that was created with the other beautiful people that were there in ceremony. And now, my friends, this is just a part of my experience. We're going to talk more about the experiences in part two. But my experience is unique to me. Others claim to have experienced healings of relationships, addictions, health conditions, and so much more. And also at the same time, there are those whose experience was the exact opposite. So in this two-part series, we're going to explore, we're going to discover, and we're going to share the power of sacred plant medicine known as ayahuasca. And now my guest today is Carlos Duran. Carlos is a healer who's accumulated over 11 years of spiritual studies in Amazonian plant medicine. During these past six years, he's been studying the science of ayahuasca directly from his teacher, one of the most beautiful people I've ever met, Taita Juanito, who's an indigenous shaman and healer from the southern Amazon region of Colombia. Carlos and his family of healers and helpers They've dedicated their lives to be of service to the spirits of nature through the use of medicinal plants such as ayahuasca. And it is such my honor to welcome him to show. So, King Carlos, buenos dias, mi amor, mi hermano. Amaya, God bless you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bienvenidos. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. To you and to you listening, the divine in me honors and recognizes the divine in you. Thank you so much for sharing this opportunity. Um, I'd like to apologize ahead of time, Amara, in case I say Amira. If the Latin in me comes out uh, for you and the listeners, Amira and Amira are the same person. But uh, on a personal level, I call her Amira, so sometimes I might, the channels might be a little crossed. And that is quite all right, because, you know, in my first show, I actually explained that Amira, Amira is my real name. It means princess in Arabic. So as we go back and forth, yes, absolutely. And if I call you King Carlos, you know, that that's my affectionate name for you, too. So it is all good. So welcome to the show. You know, I want to jump right in because you have so much valuable powerful and heartwarming information to share with regard to ayahuasca uh, as a sacred plant medicine. But first, you know, tell us about your background and your journey and how you became a healer and part of the plant medicine ceremony. You know, first let's start with the end part. Um, if I'm a healer, it's only because people say that I am, you know, I, I don't personally label myself as a healer, but I recognize that the work that I help facilitate and the work that I help channel does bring healing in people's lives. And I'm very grateful to God our Divine Mother, Divine Father for that. I'm very grateful to my teacher, Teta Juanito. My, my past teachers, I give honor to my ancestors for helping me be that channel and, and to my mother who, who instilled the power of prayer in me from an early age. So going with that, um, you, you know, I have a unique, but again, very typical uh, urban life, uh, firstborn son of immigrants, I uh, grew up in a rough neighborhood in Jersey. Um, my parents struggled financially. A lot of uh, verbal abuse, uh, psychological abuse, or emotional abuse, uh, physical abuse in the home. Uh, very machismo home. Uh, my, my parents got divorced. They had married young, got divorced after having three kids. I spent a lot of time in the streets of New Jersey 
I, I accumulated um, a, a sizable amount of, 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 of riches, material riches, uh, by working in, in, in the underworld and in criminal enterprises. Eventually, I got to a point where I was young, and I had, um, I would make uh, somewhere upwards of 15 grand a week. So I had uh, a lot of mortgages and leases. I thought I owned stuff, but really what I owned was the lease and the mortgage. And that's important uh, the day that you realize the difference. Mm. Um, so I had a condo in downtown Miami at the Doubletree Grand Hotel. I had a three-bedroom house in South Miami, um, Jaguar convertible, Beamer convertible, jet skis, the whole thing. And then I, I couldn't look at myself. I couldn't live with myself anymore. I had a huge mental breakdown, huge, huge, true mental breakdown. I uh, didn't leave my house for 30 days. Uh, then I became a personal trainer. At that point, for me, Zen was, was going to the gym at 5 in the morning, washing the towels, and taking out the warm towels from the, from the industrial dryer and folding them. And that for me was, uh, that was truly, uh, that, that was the pinnacle of my day was when I did the towels. It was quiet. I had the, all the pressures were stripped off me you know, because uh, at the pinnacle of, of my earlier career, I had about 150 employees uh, under me. So the, the weight of everything was just becoming a lot. Mm-hmm. And from there, I began to progress. The universe began to strip me of the ego. Not that I'm <laughs> ego-free now, but the ego that I had then, that ego world that I lived in, the cars, the women, the money. Um, I met one teacher whose name was Gary Halbert, um, who's an amazing uh, marketing mastermind and writer. And he took me on as, as an apprentice. And he began to remold my thinking process. He showed me that a man could be a soul warrior and still have financial success in life. And he began to show me how to align the core principles that I had, which my mother had instilled me in from an early age with prayer, and how to mix that with making money. And it was okay to be spiritual, and it was okay to make money, and look, here's, here's a balanced way to live your life. Mm. When, when I finished school with Gary, the university took me to an amazing rabbi, Rabbi Shimon Safati of the Kabbalah Center. And he took me under his wings for several years, and he introduced me to the spiritual path of Kabbalah. And then uh, that prepared me for the teacher that I'm with today, Teta Juanito Guillermo Chindoy Chindoy of the Ingano tribe of the southern region of Colombia, in Putumayo, in the Amazon. And so, it, the short story is like this. When I was a child, uh, no matter what was happening at home, my mother would teach me about the great master, Joshua, also called Jesus. She told me about prayer. Uh, she told me something very important when I was young. She told me that, that hate is, is a seed, and if you let it grow in your heart, mm-hmm. it, it becomes a knot big black knot. And so from a very early age, uh, because there was so much anger in my home, she warned me against anger. She warned me against hate. And she, she uh, pushed me towards compassion and forgiveness, no matter. And, and really, she was such an example because she took the brunt of all the aggression in the home. And she still walked in compassion and forgiveness and, and really laid that example down. So when I was in my darkest hour, um, 
it was like my inner child turned on that honing beacon. You know, it's like my, my child had prepared itself for the early adulthood that I would have. I lost in alcohol, in drugs, in, 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 in just devious behavior, illicit sex. It's really, I, I, my life painted a whole, you know, underground uh, world kind of movie. And then that little child at the right moment turned on that holding beacon, and I began a journey home. I began mm-hmm. a, a path back to reconciliation, to acceptance, to forgiveness, to gratitude. And, and here I am today, you know, where, where uh, I get to facilitate life-changing experiences for people, and I'm honored and I'm grateful, and I sit at the feet of my ancestors and my teachers in awe. And, and I know, you know, there's something that I've learned is that if a person who was literally bad, you know, I don't believe in bad and good, but I made decisions for my benefit to the determinant of others consciously, you know. And if a person like me that was so into the money, so mm-hmm. into material living, can find God, can find peace, can find light, I know it's there for everyone. Mm, that is so powerful. And thank you for sharing that, you know, because on this show we celebrate vulnerability and we believe that vulnerability is power. And, you know, with Amen. that, we, you know, we, we all come to this place, and, you know, where it seems like we've, we've forgotten who we truly are. And then we have a moment. Everybody has a moment and it takes different forms where you have to look at yourself and you have to ask you know, what is my purpose? I'm so unfulfilled. I'm so unhappy. What is it that I need to do? And so it sounds like that on your journey, that you experienced that much like many people. uh, And that was the catalyst for you to move into ceremony and plant medicine. Now, did you have a ayahuasca experience? Was that your first experience that then led you into uh, becoming a healer, as people call you? I know I'm with you. We, we don't like the labels. Uh, but did, did, a, did a ceremony show you who you truly are and then lead you into plant medicine? No, no. Um, it was bits and pieces. Um when I was young, one of these uh, evangelical faith healers, you know, uh, real powerful kind of preacher guy, uh, put his hands on me and gave my mom a word about me and about my life. Mm. Uh, then later on, um, I met a young African shaman. I walked into my friend's house and he said to me, I've been waiting for you. I never knew who this guy was. Nobody told me this guy was waiting for me. And he gave me a very powerful soul reading. And and like this, bits and pieces, you know, I've gone places and there's been somebody, a man, a woman, and they said, oh, you're here to do this. And and it's always lined up. I mean, pretty much the (laughs) the ones that have been real, you know, I certainly met charlatans that we all have, but the ones that have been real have said the same thing over and over and over again. And even when I met my current teacher, um, he already had students that were learning the art of healing with him. And I just, no, you know, I, I didn't, it, it, it happened, um, you know, one day my teacher said, look, here's a lotion created to use on yourself. And then one day he said to me, look, I want you to study more about healing massages. And then, and then little by little, it's like he knew if he told me this was it, I would naturally 
probably have ran away just by my nature. Like, no, I'm not, it's not, it's too much ego. I'm not interested in that. My ego's big enough as it is. It doesn't need to be fed. Um, mm. And he brought me in slowly but surely. And he built responsibilities for me. And then he gave me the opportunity to fulfill these responsibilities. And, and by that path, just he would build the responsibility and then he will allow me to fill it in my own time under his guidance, you know, making mistakes, being corrected. But, and then I just made this choice to, to follow him. And I don't want to, I want to clarify because we follow God, we follow the creator. But as a teacher, as a physical being who gives me instruction, who gives me good example, who gives me a good medicine, it's my teacher and I chose to follow him and to work alongside him. Uh, for many years now, maybe for the last 10 years, part of my daily prayer is giving over this mind, body, and soul to the Creator to fulfill its highest purpose according to its design for this, this being that, that we call Carlos in, in this time and space. Mm, Carlos, and I think, that I think so ultimately that, Yeah, I think ultimately that prayer is what's brought me to just fulfilling my purpose. Uh-huh. And, and this is what yeah. it is now, and this is what I do today. And so now that's brought you to a place now where you're, where you're, where you are what we call a healer and uh, participating in plant ceremonies with ayahuasca. And so what we're going to do in a moment, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Carlos Duran, and we're going to explore the world of ayahuasca, sacred plant medicine, what it is, how it works, and more of Carlos's beautiful story. If you'd like to connect with us, you can call us at 1-888-346-9141. Again, 888-346-9141. You're listening to Creatrix, creating the life that you want. We'll be back in a moment. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Inspired, encouraged, and connected on our lively, award-winning, healthy living power hour, Star Style. Be the star you are with host and empowerment architect, Cynthia Bryan. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to the Power Party for positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Visit StarStyleRadio.com. to see things from a spiritual perspective 
It changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Creatrix, creating the life you want with Amira Mondin. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to Amira, A-M-Y-R-A, at amiramondin.com. Now, back to Creatrix, creating the life you want. All right, welcome back. We are talking about ayahuasca, sacred plant medicine, with my special guest, Carlos Duran, a healer, as we lovingly call him, uh, who participates in sacred plant medicine ceremonies. And we know, we see that the lines are getting packed with questions. We will promise we will get to your questions in just a minute. But first, before we do that, Carlos, let's talk about what is ayahuasca. What is ayahuasca, how is it prepared, and how does it work? Well, ayahuasca is a general term for a type of plant medicine. So it's important to understand that different cultures represent this medicine. There's cultures in Peru, there's cultures in Brazil, there are cultures in Ecuador, there are cultures in Colombia, there are cultures in Venezuela. Pretty much uh, any any area uh, that has a footprint of, of the Amazon um, potentially has a culture that works with this plant. And so a, typically, so let me, let me speak about our culture because some cultures prepare it a little different. Um, so first, let me talk about the names. In some places, it's called ayahuasca. In some places, it's called yahe. In other places, it could be called ambiwasca, um, chichiwasca. So there's different names. And sometimes... The, the 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 way the way that it's described is that in different cultures, or it could be Santo Diamond, which is also very popular now in the U.S. These are just different paths, different types of ayahuasca, like different trails, ascending on the same mountain, going to the same peak. So the medicine, uh, when it's done in a sacred space in a sacred environment, according to the technology of a culture, um, it, it's good. And it brings you to a good place. It brings you to healing, to cleaning, to clarity. Um, in, in our culture, uh, we call it yahe. And in our culture, the brew is thick. It, it's not a honey-like taste, but it's a honey-like texture. Uh, and it's, for us, it's a marriage of a vine called the copy vine and the shakruna plant. And the plant is a leaf, and the leaf contains the DMT. And the vine contains the inhibitor that prevents the DMT from being digested in the stomach acids before it's able to physically or chemically travel into the blood. So there's a vine and there's a leaf, and they're boiled together in water. That's why it's called the tea or brew. Um, In most cultures, this is all it is. It's vine and leaf. And some cultures, they may add some other plants as well. Some cultures add more leaf. Some cultures add more vine. 
Some cultures only cook it for a few hours. We cook for three days, and we add an equal amount of leaf and vine. And then in some cultures, the, the pinta, or the visual um, effect, is what is most sought after. Um, in our culture, uh, the, the shitting and the vomiting is what's most sought after. We seek to purge the body, the physical body, the mental body, and, and the spiritual body. Okay, so we seek to clean these three bodies through the purge and, and through the pooping. Um, then, whether you receive a counsel or what we call a celestial surgery or a pinta or a visual, that for us is secondary. And for some people, that's primary. So it just depends. Uh, you know, it's like when you go, uh, like you have a kink in your neck, and maybe you go to the chiropractor, and then you go to the osteopath, and then you go to the acupuncturist. You know, all three of them are working on that kink in your neck, but they're using a different modality or a different trail to get there. Okay, so Carlos, you shared a lot right there. You you shared a lot, and I want to back up and explore just a little bit uh, more because you went ahead and we we shared purging. And yes, you guys experiencing uh, sacred plant medicine or experiencing yahe does call for a purge. And so we're going to go into just a little bit more detail because want the listeners to know, you know, exactly what's happening and, and to have a fresh revelation of what that actually does for the body. We also want to talk about uh, the active ingredient. He said DMT, which is dimethyltryptamine, uh, and that we get questions, too, about uh, the legalities of ayahuasca. So, Carlos, I want to back up and ask you some more in-depth questions about that. But before we do so, we do have a caller on hold with a question. So, we have William from Long Island. William, welcome to the show. What is your question? Good morning. I have done the medicine before. I wanted Carlos to address a question that many people have uh, when they ask me about the medicine. How do they choose the proper uh, center or uh, to, to do the medicine? Because there's a multitude of options, and I've always told people to be aware of people with false knowledge. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, because I know there's a bunch of places popping up in the States, and I personally think it needs to be held in the strictest of traditions to give you the most healing. So Mm. what would be Carlos's take on how to choose a center? Because I know people have asked me that many times. Great question. Carlos. Well, first I want to say hi to William, who's actually a dear brother of mine and an amazing photographer. Um, thank you for listening, Will, and for calling in. That's a great question. So I, I think it's important to, under, to to take off the rose-colored glasses. You know, my teacher, who is indigenous, you know, who grew up in the Amazon, says that today the white man, or the Western man, wants to become indigenous, and the indigenous man wants to drive a Ford and wear Nike sneakers. Uh. Um, it's, it's almost like we're, we're shifting <laughs> consciousness and culture. So it's important to know that just like any other spiritual path, okay, whether it's yoga, whether it's Christianity, uh, Judaism, anything, there's there's people that truly represent the intention, they represent the, the, the positive evolution, and then there's people that take it to make a dime. You know, this is their gig, this is how they make money, and so, they're, you know, basically they're, they're charlatans. So it happens everywhere, and to think that it doesn't happen in a culture just because the indigenous are represented is, is rose-colored uh, glasses thinking, and, and it's not realistic. So the first thing is, is like everything else, uh, when you're going to go find a doctor, um, 
because this is a therapy that you're subscribing to. It's a plant therapy. So you want someone that has good references. Uh, you want someone that comes uh, recommended. You want to do your research online uh, for the different centers. Um, if it's someone like in your area that's going to be offering ceremony, for me it's really important to know who are they accountable to, you know, under whose authority uh, are they working, and to contact this authority and say, hey, uh, so-and-so gave me your name. They said that they're working under your authority. And to investigate this authority. So, for example, if I gave you my teacher's name, which is Juan Guillermo Chindoy, you can find him online, you can find him on Facebook, you can write to him, you can ask him what's up with this guy Carlos, you know, is he really, you know, working under your authority, um, has he really been studying with you? So it's important to, to ask questions because going into a therapy, this isn't um, like, like a cool, you know, let's just hang out and, and have some plant connection experience. This is very deep, intense, personal soul work. So you want to check references, check recommendations, speak to the people, and above all, make sure it sits well in your heart. Mm. Yes, thank you, William. Thank you for that question. That was that was uh, thank you. very love important. You, Thanks for calling in. I love so you, William. God love bless you, guys. Love you, Carlos. See you soon. All right, you know that was that was such a good question, Carlos. And uh, you know when we back up into the the effects uh, of consuming yahe um, and finding the proper place to do that, let's also go into a little bit more depth because I love how you said that the cultures are are, are shifting and and just because that something is indigenous that 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 doesn't mean that. Um, that people aren't out there with uh, the wrong intentions. So finding the right intentions. And and can you also speak about being called to do ayahuasca? Because, you know, I, I see that. I saw that on my own journey. Um, even afterwards, some people that say, oh, yeah, let's go and do ayahuasca as if it's a, as if it's something recreational. Let's go have a trip. And it's not like that. So can we back up and speak more to, you know, what the effects are of ingesting sacred plant medicine and how does it work once it's consumed what is actually happening in the body can you talk a little bit more about that please sure absolutely so um the the way that my teacher explains it um it's like this we're we're working on on three bodies there's the mental body uh which encompasses emotions right and 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 the psyche the human psyche and subconscious then there's the physical body, which is your bone, your blood, your organs, your skin, your senses. And then there's the spiritual body, okay? And, and here is where we talk about accumulation. We explain that when there's a disturbance in the physical body, a dis-ease, or there's a perturbance in the mental body, an emotion, an anxiety, a depression, a sadness, and anger, that these have an accumulation of energy in the spiritual body. And so we address first always the spiritual body because by alleviating the energy. So if we shift the concept of spiritual body to energy body, and we understand that energy predominates everything, that, that the physical world is ruled by the energy behind it, the molecules that create mass at the speed and vibration which they, they, they're rotating and they're vibrating, this determines the, the physical composition. So we know that energy is the dominant force. So we go to the energy first, what's happening in the energy field. So when we drink the yahe, it's said that we're ingesting the liquid form of the book of life. 
And so the Yahe has primordial wisdom. They say that she, because she's described as a feminine force, witnessed all of creation. So she knows the story of each soul. She knows the trajectory, the course that your life has taken over many lifetimes. So when we ingest the Yahe, what she's first doing is she's going back to your beginnings, to when you were first created, when you were first a sound, a color, a vibration. And she's coming forward, reviewing all your incarnations when you were rock, when you were water, when you were a bird, a dog, a fish, when you were part of a tree, part of a star. Then it comes to a point which is called the pillar of life or the tree of life. Here is when that spiritual blood that's been traveling began to become human blood, physical bone and organs. And here it connected to, to ancestors, to, to a tribe, a legacy, descendants. And then they are here reviewing the story of all your ancestors and how that has impacted your soul, your beliefs, your behaviors. And there she travels forward into what's called the breath of life, which is the moment that your mother gave birth to you in this lifetime. And there she reviews any impacts, any traumas that may have happened in the womb. And there forward your adolescence when you first had a thought, all the way into the current, uh, the current day, that, that day when you were drinking there for the first time. Uh, and it's interesting because every time we drink, we drink for the first time, and I'll explain about that in a second. So this is what's happening on the spiritual level, okay? Because this is what's first. First, she's doing this entire review of all this whole existence to see where there are energetic blockages, energetic limitations, which could be represented by fear, by anger, by depression, by sadness, by an impact that happened that we haven't been able to, to relieve. I mean, it could have been something very traumatic, like we were burned at the stake at some point in time, or something as, you know, I got bit by a dog when I was five, and I haven't been able to release that, that fear yet. So she's organizing all that. Then on the physical level, um, it, it, some people, most people do purge. We do vomit. And, and we do go to the bathroom with diarrhea. But that doesn't always happen, and it doesn't have to happen. Okay? The medicine leaves the body through urine, through, through sweat, through the release of energy, emotions. Uh, through the poop, and through the vomit. But what's happening here on the physical level, the way that our culture explains it is that in the tummy, there's a planet. And each human being is their own unique universe. We're all a unique creation. And we all have this planet in our tummy. And in this planet, we have impacts, emotions, traumas that get stored there. When we cringe the body, when, 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 when we have an adrenaline dump, it, it all gets stored there. And it goes into a different organ, or it goes into a, a, a different piece of the bone or the muscle. So when we're pooping, we're pooping out the physical aspect of this stored energy or this stagnant energy that's been inside of our body uh, for a while. And so that's being pooped out. And in the vomit, what's being released is all the emotion, the, the, the psychological attachments that we have are being released uh, through, through the vomit. So the body is being literally purged of these toxins that we carry in it. And we know from many different types of natural sciences that the body does store emotions. So here we are liberating the body of these emotions. Then in the mind, what happens is when these emotions are freed, the mind is clearer, the mind is lighter. And you might receive counsel, you might receive guidance, uh, you might feel... Uh, a surgery taking place somewhere in, in your body. 
you might see a pinta, you might have a visual experience where you see colors or fractals or sacred geometry, or you have a full-on movie where you see pieces of your life, where you travel, literally go to another time and space, another dimension and visit with other beings. Or you might have a connection with beings that have passed away from, from your lineage, from your ancestors, your family. Or you might have none of these experiences at all. You may say to yourself, man, I drank, I uh, went to the ceremony, everything was great, but, you know, maybe I didn't poop, uh, maybe I didn't vomit, maybe I didn't see, feel, or hear anything. And at that point in time, what we're looking for is what we call the celestial drunkenness. And we use the word drunkenness because we haven't found a better word to describe the state, but scientifically, the celestial drunkenness, as we call it, is different than an alcohol drunkenness. What's happening in the alpha waves, beta waves, gamma waves, and theta waves of the brain are the complete opposite than, than with alcohol. There's a, a, an actual neurological, what's called neuroplasticity that's taking place. It's plastic surgery for the brain. So the Yahya is going in and she's stripping out all the old neurological wires or, or programming in the brain that leads us to negative patterns, negative reactions, things that we don't like about ourselves, behaviors that we want to change. She's stripping out the, the neurological pathways that have been created over time by habit. She's stripping that out so that's no longer a primary reaction inside of you. And she's laying in new neurological pathways that lead to better habits, more compassion, forgiveness, joy, shifting perspective, so small things don't feel or appear to be big anymore. She's basically dumping out the pineal gland, all the negative emotions on one sphere of the pineal gland, rewiring the two spheres of, of the pineal gland and flooding the pineal gland with the more positive characteristics and emotions. And that's physically happening. That's been biochemically studied, and that's what's really happening in the brain when, when you're drinking ayahuasca. And what we See, say that's is, so powerful. Oh, let, me, let me just let me just interject here because, yeah. you know, getting the science behind it and, and the uh, energetic power behind it—that is exactly what I experienced without having that knowledge. And you know, it's like you, like you spoke about. I, I vomited during ceremony, and but at the same time, there was this presence that was there that actually told me what was coming up. It was like years of resentment, and it listed people's names. It listed experiences that I thought I had forgotten about, and once it was gone, felt so much better. And that's just just a taste of it. So. We want to continue to explore this. You guys, if you have questions for Carlos or you have comments about what you're hearing, give us a call at 888-346-9141. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and then we're going to come back with more ayahuasca, sacred plant medicine with my special guest, Carlos Duran. We'll be back in just a moment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Do you sometimes feel powerless over your own life? Does it seem like you're living for someone else, unsure of what your purpose is, or if you even have an important voice? It's time to take back that control. Tune in to Empowered with Des and Jen. They've been in the same place and have learned to regain control of their lives. They also feature amazing guests who share experiences of how they have found success. Start on your journey by listening Mondays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. 
but it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. The White House Doctor Makes House Calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Creatrix, creating the life you want with Amira Mondin. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to Amira, A-M-Y-R-A, at AmiraMondin.com. Now... Back to Creatrix, creating the life you want. All right, welcome back. And if you are just joining us, we are talking about ayahuasca, sacred plant medicine with healer Carlos Duran. And before we went to break, we were actually talking about the experience and the effects that the plant medicine has on the body. And while we were at break, Carlos and I were chatting a little bit about how this is the combination of science and spirituality or or energy. And so with that, Carlos, um, let's go back and talk about, as you referred to, quantum science and what is actually happening during a plant medicine or a yahe ceremony. Well, no, the, the thing is, it's like this. Um, we, we call it spirituality, but, but really it's, it's energy, okay? And everything that's in the spiritual realm, anything that's quantum science, is really based on, 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 on the laws of the spiritual realm, whether we, we know it or not. Because energy healing or spiritual healing starts at the smallest level. So now I believe Planck is, is the smallest uh, atomic particle that's been identified. So when we, when we heal, we begin to heal from there, from the smallest particle, and beginning to fill every molecule with healing energy or healing frequency or healing light. Because what happens is, it's like when energy is traveling across cable, okay? That's our soul. Our soul is a current that's in flow. But if there's an energy leak at one of these cables, if there's something that's blocking the current, limiting the current, or leaking the current, then it's not at its full potential. Okay, so that's our soul. And then there's the things that we pick up in life, the patterns, the cultures, the habits that create these leaks, these barriers. And then we have tools, Okay, you have yoga, you have meditation, you have fasting, you have qigong, you have tai chi, you have ayahuasca. And these are all different types of spiritual tools that you can use or they're energetic tools that you can use to alleviate the blockage, to seal the leaching energy that's being leaked out so that your soul is at full force potential. Um, and that, that's basically what any spiritual tool does. It's working at an energetic uh, level at a quantum level, which is a level we can't see, at an atomic level, fixing everything there so that the structure, the foundation, is solid. 
and then everything flourishes from there, or from the roots, so that the roots are solid and everything flourishes from there. Good, good, good. So now, talk, let's talk about um, an actual ceremony and the preparation, the work that goes into to ceremony. And I do have, I have a question because I also know um, the power of being a woman. And uh, I remember reading and actually experiencing where if a woman is on her moon cycle, I like to call it the moon cycle, but if a woman is on her period, she is not allowed to participate in ceremony. Why is that? Well, now that changes from culture to culture. And in our culture, if a woman is on her moon cycle, she's invited to participate in ceremony with a mama or, or with a female guide that's leading the ceremony. And I'll explain to you why that is. In our culture, uh, traditionally, the, the shamans have been males, have been men. And in our culture, the male energy, the spiritual energy, is at a lower frequency than the female energy by nature. Uh, the female, the divine feminine, is a greater uh, transceiver of light, of energy. Okay? What happens is that the, the moon cycle is the only natural purge that occurs within the human species. Uh, yes, yahe is, is a natural substance, but I still have to ingest it. As a man, I have to drink the yahe in order to connect with it. As a woman, you do nothing but breathe, and you connect with your moon cycle automatically on a given day every month. So that is a more intimate, natural connection. It's one step closer than drinking the yahe, because it's already inside of you. So in our culture, this demonstrates that it carries a higher frequency. So now you have two high frequencies. You have the feminine vessel, which is naturally a high frequency. And then you have the moon cycle, which is a high frequency of cleansing, of, pur- of purging, of reconnecting to nature. So it's the equivalent of having a house party, but you bring in concert speakers. You know, you're going to literally blow the windows out. You're going to damage the floors. You're going to damage the infrastructure of the house because it's too much speaker. It's too much energy in the container. So, Carlos, when, you're saying that we women, you're, you're talking about how powerful women are. Is that what, is that what you're saying, Carlos? Well, that, that's what it comes down to. It comes <laughs> down to that when a woman is on her cycle, she's carrying too much power to come into a ceremony where there's a male shaman, and he's opening up his portals. He's mm-hmm. opening up his energy field to, to carry the, the container of the space of the ceremony. And so all that energy, all that power floods it out, you know. Wow. So in, in order to, to prevent that flooding, a women on their moon cycle have a, a separate ceremony space and, and they have an entirely different uh, area where they have their ceremonies um, when, when, the, when the male shaman is conducting the ceremony. Mm, that's beautiful. Okay, ladies. So ladies, you heard it here first. Never, ever again dim your light or dull your light when you're on your moon cycle. That is when you are your most powerful. Own that. Own Amen. That. All right. Okay, so now let's go back and once you are in ceremony, what happens during the ceremony? Well, no, I, I would like to again explain that, that I can only speak from our culture. Uh, it's different in different cultures. The ceremonies can be very different. Um, our, our ceremonies uh, are traditional and a little different because traditional, traditional, there's no music or there's very limited music. We, we actually have a band of ceremony musicians that play music. So for us, uh, 
before the ceremony takes place, whether you are part of the facilitators or you're part of the participants, uh, there's a diet that you begin uh, a few days prior to ceremony. Uh, the more days that you hold the diet, the better, but it's a minimum of three to five days where you look at your food intake, um, your, your, your sexual relationships, our relationships with other plant medicines, uh, with alcohol, with water. All, all these are important aspects of the diet. Um, if you're taking certain pharmaceuticals, um, you know, you need to consult with your physician, making sure that you're cleared to participate in the plant medicine ceremony. So there's that pre-ceremony preparation. Uh, also, you know, the, the diet involves what you're putting in your mind, what's coming out of your mouth. You know, you, you're preparing to enter into a sacred space, so you want this, it's called the dieta, the diet, uh, to, to, you know, you're holding as much reverence um, and discipline as possible. Okay, so now comes the day of ceremony. That day you eat very light. Uh, we usually we recommend people not to eat past 2 o'clock unless they have uh, blood sugar issues. Um, you hydrate very well. And then uh, usually before ceremony starts, each participant will have a private consultation with my teacher. Uh, they'll discuss their intentions uh, for the ceremony, their health, um, things of this nature. Then before the ceremony, we'll have a group gathering. We'll talk a little bit about the culture. Uh, we'll describe some of the things that we described already on, on this interview about what to expect, what you'll experience. Uh, we go through the logistics, you know, how to vomit, you know, how, how do you get to the bathroom? You know, if you need a little bit of water, what do you do? You know, where, who, are, who are your helpers? We identify the people that are there holding space. And so we we, say we cover those bases. And then uh, uh, the teacher and uh, a few of the helpers will begin to chant uh, traditional music uh, or chant songs with harmonica, maybe some drums and some food. We sing to the medicine. We invoke the ancestors of everybody that's present, all the ancestors that want to come to support and light and love. We invoke the ancestors of the plant, the spirits of nature, and, of course, we invite our sacred father and divine mother into the ceremony. And then two lines are made, uh, one line for the men, one line for the women, and the medicine is given out by the teacher. Um, he prays the, the intention. And then we go into a period of silence. And uh, as, we, as I said before, even if you drank 100 times, when you're drinking tonight, you're drinking for the first time. Because if you did it right, uh, something old died the last time. Something faded away. Something changed. Uh, which is something I want to say, because as we were saying before, even when you experience, uh, when you feel like you experience nothing, you'll notice that so long as you have the drunkenness or the dizziness or the nausea, in the days to come, there will be shifts in your life. There will be changes. The medicine was working in the spiritual realm, so you didn't feel it in the physical realm, but the changes will manifest here for you over time. Um, so in that two-hour period of silence, yeah, you are getting to know the medicine all over again, and she's getting to know you. After that, um, a little bit later, a second cup is offered. And then after that, you can come request a cup anytime that you feel that in your heart that you would like to drink a little bit more medicine. And then after that, um, we call in for group healing. Uh, the people we've brought up in small groups, and then they're offered a, a personal healing by the Taita and, and the helpers that are there. We, we support in songs and in prayer and in chants as well. And then uh, the music starts. The band begins to play. And we journey like this for the rest of the evening. At some point in time, the healings are done. 
the music is playing. Um, some people will drink a little more. Some people won't. Um, and then the sun rises. The birds begin to sing. Uh, by that time, almost everyone is being settled back into their bodies physically. They're, they're, they're coming back from the journey. When people are settled, uh, sometimes uh, we might offer uh, some few other gentler plant medicines that we might have available there at the time. And then we close the ceremony with, uh, with a word. It's called la palabra, or the word, which is just um, a presentation. You know, it might be 20 minutes. It might be an hour where our teacher speaks about the culture. He speaks about the vision that he had that evening. We answer questions. It's always very important for us that people don't leave with any concerns or any doubts or any questions. Um, and, and that's pretty much the, the, the ceremony. And there's other things that take place. There's smudging that takes place throughout the evening. Uh, some people might, might receive an individual healing or cleaning. Um, but that's, you know, there's also, there's usually a sacred fire. Uh, you're welcome to go and connect with the sacred fire. If the space allows for it, you're welcome to go outside and connect with nature. Uh, but it's a very personal process, a very individual journey. Yes, it is. It's very, it's very beautiful. And so, you know, what we want to do uh, at this point is, you know, to all of our listeners, I want to invite you to to take in all that you have heard today. And if you have questions uh, that arise after the show is over, feel free to email them. Email me at Amira. That is A M Y R A, Amira at amiramondon.com and we'll make sure that your questions get answered because as we discussed this is a two-part series it is a powerful intriguing and enlightening two-part series that today's intention was to come to you with love and to lay the foundation and to discover and to share the science the spiritual process the energy behind the sacred plant medicine known as ayahuasca or in this culture yahe and what we're going to talk about next week, you have to tune in and join us because we're going to talk about the actual experience. I'm going to share my experience. I'm going to invite some of the beautiful people that I held space with to share their experiences, experiences of healing, addictions, relationships, celestial beings. We're going to talk about it all in the next episode. So want to invite you to come back. I want to give much love. Carlos, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and for sharing all of your, your love, your light, and all that makes you the beautiful person uh, that you are. I'm looking forward to having you back uh, next week when we continue with our series, Ayahuasca, Sacred Plant Medicine. And like I always, always say, and you heard it today, we have and you have everything, everything inside of you to create the life that you want. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us on Creatrix, creating the life you want with Amira Mondin. Be sure to join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. And remember, you have everything inside you to create the life you want.